Scions of the Southland bracket recap show. Mr. Jake Grant, how do you feel about a five seed? Honestly, pretty decent. I mean, it, it's it's more than I was expecting to get. I think I said that straight up last night. But uh, the general feeling feels a lot like last night, I would have to say. Yes, indeed. I Looking at the matchup, and, and to be clear here, we're talking about women's basketball. This is the women's basketball bracket recap show uh, because we said we'd do one. Might as well. It's not like we have anything better to do with our time. Um, Georgia Tech, five seed versus 12 Stephen F. Austin in the, what is this called? The Hemisphere region. San Antonio is a weird place. Um, that is at March 21st at 4.30 Eastern time. Yeah. I don't know. It, looking into it and digging into the matchup a little bit more uh, as part of putting together the little article that we did on the site. This is an uh, interesting pairing, got to say. Uh, you're talking about a team, a Georgia Tech team, first time in the tournament in seven years, seven, eight years, time is hard. Um, second highest seed ever in its, in its history. Um, but going up against a team that won its conference, not only won its conference, but won it twice because they took the tournament home too. Um, and I think went undefeated in their last 18 games, 14 games. So uh, whatever, whatever the numbers are that you sent. Yeah. Um, they're, they're pretty darn good and feel a lot like the Loyola underseeded team that we got dealt last night on the men's uh, selection show. Oh, absolutely. And if you if you look at some of the other rankings that they had, I mean, they were receiving more votes than Tech was in the last AP poll. They're ranked 19th in net, uh, 30th in Warren Nolan's RPI, and 24th in Warren Nolan's last ELO ranking. So there is a little bit of a of disrespect going on here, I think, for the Southland. I think obviously comes with a caveat, like we were talking about Loyola yesterday, where you know, the slate that uh, Stephen F. Austin played this season was very, very conference heavy. Um, they did play, I was looking at earlier, I think Auburn and and Houston out of conference, including a couple others. So they had a couple non-con, and I mean, Auburn and Houston, uh, when you're playing high majors, is Houston, Houston's a high major. When you're playing those types of teams, I mean, you're still doing pretty well, but 24 and two, 24 and two is nothing to, nothing to sniff at. Yeah. Um, a note on Houston, they were 16 and seven overall, 12 and five in the American. Uh, we actually played them a couple of years ago and this is a bit of a down year for them. Uh, they've generally been a, a very strong program, uh, in the American, but, um, yeah, I mean, it, it shows that, I think we can match up with them decently, but um, SFA really is kind of a, a mysterious quantity. And I think that's something we've seen in a lot of sports this year with having a lot less um, non-con action. Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting, um, especially given that, I mean, this tournament is just weird. It's the same thing with the men's one. This one is just in San Antonio with what, like 25% capacity uh, and maybe 25% capacity. I don't even think that's 
confirmed. It's it's just gonna be a lot different of an environment that Tech has played in than you know even the the capacity that they were having at home games. It, it got loud for some of those home games too, yeah, and it's yeah. usually loud for women's basketball games. Um, I, I was gonna say I think the women definitely got uh, doinked a little bit in terms of loudness just uh, by not having students up in the up in the metal bleachers over behind the basket uh for those of you that have been to a men's or women's game that is the usual student section which was the band entirely this year but um i don't know how well sfa travels uh but i do know they're a texas school which uh do you have any thoughts on how that might translate to uh being in san antonio i don't i don't know how much georgia tech is going to see traveling to san antonio as as a fan base that is uh, fair or unfairly told they are notoriously not great at traveling uh, uh, based on our turnout in Raleigh and Greensboro in, in series we've seen there in baseball and then the, the men's and women's tournaments this year. I don't know if that's necessarily true, but uh, San Antonio is definitely outside of the traditional tech footprint in, in that regard, I guess. So who knows kind of how that translates with 25% capacity over there. See, so, so you... You'd think just because they're in Texas that, it, you know, it would be close by. But I just ran I just ran Google Maps here, and it's five hours from the Alamo Dome to Stephen F. Austin's campus. Wow. You could five probably... hours driving. So it's far. <laughs> yeah, that's not exactly a leisurely day trip. You got you to think they'd have grads in Dallas, Houston, Austin, San Antonio. But, like, I don't. I don't think Dallas or Houston. Well, Houston's probably closer, but Dallas is probably at least a four-hour drive away. Um, Houston, farther up. Houston is okay. That is not the right thing that I wanted to do with Google Maps. Uh, Houston to San Antonio is a three-hour drive. Oh wow, that's farther than I thought. So yeah, I guess nothing's really all that close. Texas is big, man. Texas is big. Isn't El Paso farther from Houston than it is from L.A. or something like that? Uh, probably. I'm not going to look that up right now. <laughs> I feel I feel like that's one of those things that gets like tossed out on those. Uh, this is a weird map fact, like email chain, BuzzFeed listicles, you know, stuff like that. Sounds like something we might publish. Mm. Hey, we're a little bit more highbrow than that, but maybe not much more highbrow. Oh, just see us on Power Rankings Week. Um, before we get too far down the hole, um, in terms of talking about our power ranking, um, what are we looking at in the second Sweet 16, Elite Eight? Great question. Thank you for setting me up. Uh, the other side of this little half bracket matchup is West Virginia at the four versus Lehigh at the 13. They are in, I think, the game either right after us or two games after us. So uh, if Tech survives in advance, you will uh, know pretty pretty quickly that same night. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Um, and I- that, just before you continue your spiel, will feed into a, another bracket, which contains uh, one South Carolina versus 16 Mercer, Kind of know where that one's going. Uh, and then an intriguing 8-9 between Oregon State and Florida State, which I think Florida State's inclusion here is uh, is interesting, personally. 
Uh, Florida State being an 8-9 seed is, is definitely interesting. Um, I think they really put a lot, of st- a lot more stock in the ACC this year than I was expecting. Yeah, I, you know, go ahead and talk some about this, about these matchups, and I will count the number of ACC teams. All right, uh, and I definitely expect to be talking at least a little bit on Wake Forest on the nine seed based on how much we've slandered them. But um, West Virginia Lehigh, uh, I mean, obviously West Virginia is, is favored in that matchup. I think they're a pretty solid program. Have never seen them play in person, so I don't want to go too far with that. Um, however, on a personal note, I will say I'm a little bit sad that Bradley's at the 11 and SFA's at the 12. Uh, because a Georgia Tech Bradley matchup in the second round or in the first round uh, would have meant uh, a lot to the old Grant household. Not that my dad follows a ton of his alma mater's women's basketball, but um, uh, trying to think of other interesting things to say. UCLA um, at the three in the hemisphere uh, region. That is uh, always a good program. Uh, Alabama, North Carolina. Uh, that UNC one sets up to be really interesting. A couple weeks ago, I think. I was that, that, say that, that, that matchup, really Alabama. I believe Alabama knocked us out the last time we were in the postseason, the year before uh, Joseph's got fired. Um, it's either Alabama or UAB. Um, I think that's the last time we saw them. Maryland, uh, they've always had a, a great women's basketball program. Uh, they were great back in the ACC too. Um, so they're the two. And then on our half of the bracket, we've obviously talked a little bit about South Carolina Mercer. South Carolina is one of the best teams in the sport the last few years. Um, Mercer is not. Um, and then we've we've handled Florida State. I just don't know if they can handle South Carolina. I think uh, Oregon State's still that, there, though. You gotta you gotta yeah, talk about Oregon State there too. That's true. Uh, they're definitely a better program than their men's program. Um, hey, I, again, both dancing. Down. Both are dancing. Yeah, they are both dancing, uh, them and us and uh, several other programs. But, um, yeah, no, I, I think we stand a chance for sure in the first uh, in the first round. Uh, it'll, it'll be disappointing not to see uh, Sarah Bates uh, suit up again this year. Uh, she did announce that she was uh, done for the year last week. I don't know. Last week was a long week, but I assume it, it was all last week. blends together at this point. We're doing two podcasts in a in a twenty four hour period at this point. I don't know. <laughs> the um, but yeah, no. I mean, I, I think I think we can definitely get through the first. Uh, the second will be bloody knuckles. Uh, I'm gonna check on West Virginia just to get a little bit more on them. Um, but I mean, they're they're a solid program. I just don't know a lot of their. Uh, day-to-day stats. They were the runner-up in their tournament, the two-seed in the Big 12. Um, Not bad. Let's see. Um, they were ranked uh, most of the year, number 17. Um, losses to Baylor. They, they've lost to Baylor twice, I think. Who uh, hasn't? Maybe. Yeah, three times. They lost to Baylor three. Oh, wait. Yeah, three times. Um, they handled most of their non-con, including a win over number 14, Tennessee. Um yeah, that was at home, though, so not quite as uh, shocking as you might think. They lost to Oklahoma State. Um, and uh, let's see, anyone else? Yeah, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, Iowa State once, uh, Baylor three times is their 
is their uh, schedule, which I guess kind of looks similar-ish to and more uh, more balanced uh, than it. two NC State and Louisville losses like us. Um, I don't know. The, the the Wake Forest loss makes me feel a little bit better seeing them as high as a nine seed, but um, I, I don't know. It, it, it'll be tough through the second, uh, obviously. It'll be tough in the third if we see South Carolina, but we did just uh, take NC State basically to the death in the last game out. So, and it should I, be I noted mean, that's number one overall seed, I believe, NC State. So, oh boy, that, yeah. I mean, if you're using that as a benchmark for anything, that is uh, tech. Uh, tech has some potential here. They also have uh, NC State versus NC A and T in the first round, which I think is. Interesting, just based on the uh, proximity of those two schools. I'm trying to see if there's any other. Uh, I would not want to be those announcers getting those two names straight, personally. Yeah. Um, no, nothing else quite that interesting around the bracket in terms of close-by matchups. But you will see um, the Valley has two teams in, Missouri State and Bradley, who got the AQ in that conference. Um, Oklahoma State, who West Virginia lost to, is in on the eight-line uh, I'm doing a quick look around for Oklahoma and not coming up with anything. But they did also lose to Iowa State, who's in at the 7. Um, yeah, no, generally pretty solid from the Big 12, uh, pretty solid from the SEC. Uh, not quite as Big 10 heavy as um, as you see on the men's side. And then the ACC, what did, you, uh, what did you see looking around for those schools? Yeah, so I've tabulated the numbers and I've counted seven. ACC teams uh, in the first round. So there you go. There you go. I also saw that Notre Dame was named a replacement team as part of the first four out. Uh, So if you really want to stretch it, you can count eight, Uh, but we will see if Notre Dame actually gets into the main field. Uh, Any other final notes before we sign off and call it another Uh, week? I think it's, uh, I think it's interesting just taking a, a look around, seeing how Notre Dame, we kind of wrote them off uh, this year because they're way down from what they usually are. But for them to be, uh, I guess, top 68 because it's a 64-team bracket, no first four on the women's side, which is a little weird. Um, but that's me editorializing. Um, yeah, no, for them to be around is good, too. They're they're one of our losses. Uh, that kind of validates that a little bit. Um, trying to look around observation gut check me on this the atlantic 10 generally a strong men's basketball league but i don't think i see more than one entry here from them i thought that was interesting uh, as well as sdsu and south dakota both qualifying um that was interesting as well the school from athens is a three seed uh i don't know i'm just trying to think of stuff that looks uh interesting on the bracket is there anything that you caught or no uh, n- not, not really. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, this is not my forte. I'll, I'll do a, Although I will say for some reason, Rutgers BYU looks very spicy. Don't know what it is, but looks very, very tantalizing and in, in concept. I feel like if there were more, um, how you say meme savants that paid attention to women's basketball, they could really work with that. Like if you got the, uh, the full cast on that, they, they, they get some mileage out of that. Indeed. So I think that about wraps it up 
for us, like we said, the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets will play in the women's basketball tournament at 4.30 Eastern on the 21st. Uh, we'll have some coverage. I guess that'll be l- before we record that day. So, uh, no, we'll let you know how it goes. Yeah. Um, one note I do want to throw in. Um, shout out to Women's Cross Country. We mentioned last night that they were uh, in Stillwater for the championships today. Uh, led by Nicole Feegans, who was just a All-American in indoor track. She got uh, 12th in the country. The team got 20th, their highest ever finish. Um, so good things from them. I believe they were ranked 13th in the last uh, the poll, so that's a little bit down. But, I mean, they haven't, haven't been run outside since, what, October? So not bad for sitting for four months and then coming back to compete on the biggest stage in their sport on ESPNU. So we'll take it. Yeah, we'll take it. All right, everyone. We'll see you next week.